Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hi everyone and welcome. My name is Jamie Swalm and I am here with Connor Swalm and together we are the hosts of the Landlord's Resource brought to you by Swalm Property Management where each week we provide practical content to educate and empower landlords. Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful today. All right. Well, we are uh, good to go. So, um, so Connor and I um, are investors ourselves. And uh, actually, Connor uh, did his first solo flip uh, when he was 19. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fun experience. Uh, we gave him power of attorney uh, over the settlement and purchasing the house. And when he walked uh, into the settlement, the sellers asked him if he was old enough to be there. And then uh, he kind of pulled out his power of attorney. And uh, he, uh, he found the property, he negotiated the property, he did the scope of work, uh, he actually did everything. In fact, uh, I didn't set foot in the property until six weeks after it was already uh, under rehab. Anyway, so uh, Connor's been investing a while and uh, uh, we actually coach uh, real estate investors and in particular uh, we coach and we educate uh, individuals that we work with at Swan Property Management to help them as investors uh, build their wealth, uh, as wealth partners. In fact, uh, recently, just uh, two weeks ago, actually, we just uh, closed on a transaction uh, where we helped our latest investor actually uh, find and identify property. And part of that process was working uh, with that couple to determine what is it they wanted to purchase. Uh, It was gonna be their first investment property. Uh, Where did they want it? What kind of property did they want? How many uh, doors did they want? You know, did they want it to be a single family? Did they want it to be multifamily? So, uh, So we thought that we would give you a little bit of a snapshot about um, how this process works with us when an investor works with us to find a property. And uh, so today we're gonna talk about, um, is it single family or multifamily? And as a landlord or a potential landlord, uh, how do you know which one to buy? All right, does that sound good? Sounds great. All right, well, let's get started. So so the first thing we're gonna talk about is out-of-pocket costs. So what any potential investor or potential landlord wants to know is that uh, when I purchase a property and it's an investment property, um, how much am I going to have to pay, take out of my pocket to actually purchase this property? So what do you think? Uh, There are a couple things to think about when trying to figure out the exact cost that'll, that'll go out of your pocket when buying a property. But in general, when you have to compare a single family rental versus a small uh, multi-unit, we're talking four units and below, it is less expensive, less money out of your pocket to buy a single family rental. And there are a couple of reasons why. One, uh, the first and pretty much the most obvious is it's generally a smaller home. So between a single family rental um, or a four unit, uh, four uh, multi-unit, it is gonna be a smaller house. So there's a smaller down payment involved, generically with commercial and conventional mortgages, you can do uh, a lot of different things. So that isn't a huge factor, but a smaller property, smaller price will always uh, generally lead to a smaller down payment. The second is with a single family rental, there's less maintenance. So if you have more units, there are more tenants. And when you have more tenants, you will have a lot more maintenance. So there's going to be a lot more maintenance going on. Sometimes that requires prepaying, that requires uh, more wear and tear on your property. So you'll be putting more out uh, just in, in maintenance costs, uh, just because there are more people there to make the maintenance necessary. The second, uh, or the third, 
reason that single family rentals are generally less expensive is that insurance is less expensive. So on your homeowner's policy, it's less expensive to insure one living unit. So if you had a four unit uh, fourplex and you had a single family rental, you're not insuring four living spaces, you're insuring just one living space. So generically, your insurance is gonna be a lot less cheaper. It's gonna be a lot easier to deal with as well because insuring a single family rental is a much easier process than insuring a unit that someone else, uh, four different families or four different people will be living in. And also, one more thing to think about that a lot of owners sometimes skip over because it's uh, it's kind of an ancillary, ancillary cost is the transferring of utilities. So in a single family rental, there is only one possible tenant that can use the utilities of a single family rental and it is the tenant that is living there. However, in a multi-unit complex, spe specifically if your units are not separately metered, you cannot transfer the utility costs. That's how it works in Delaware at least. So if you do not have separate meters for every unit, you cannot charge a, a tenant a percentage of utilities just because you can't say who used the utilities. And sometimes if an owner doesn't doesn't quite understand that before they buy a property, it could be a pretty significant cost. Um, so especially if not just your water is separately util uh, separately metered. It could be a pretty big, uh, pretty expensive monthly cost or quarterly cost whenever it's billed uh, if you don't uh, keep that into, uh, if you don't take that into account. And also, uh, once, at least in, in the city of Wilmington, once you have bought a, a unit that, let's say, is not separately metered, it is a very hard process to then go get that metered, uh, separately metered. You'd have to get the, the city out, you have to get the county out to do a, a lot of inspections to change the status of the unit. And all, I, I don't know exactly what, I've never actually gone through the process, but I've heard about that. Uh, and I've heard that it is very difficult both on the owner's side and both on the landlord's side. So if you have a landlord and you ask your landlord to go get that separately metered, it's a very difficult process. So those are a lot of things to keep, uh, keep in account and pretty much all of those uh, speak to a single family rental being less expensive in general, less money out of your pocket. Yeah, that's, that's good. And uh, just as a quick tip, um, as you know, Swan Property Management is in Delaware. And so one of the things about Delaware is called an attorney state, which means a closing attorney must do the uh, settlements for real estate. So your uh, settlement attorney, for those of you who are landlords, or if you're thinking about becoming a landlord for the first time, your settlement attorney will prepare something for settlement called a closing disclosure. And that closing disclosure will list all of the costs to that transaction. And so uh, that is the quickest way to get an estimate of how much, how out of pocket costs you're actually going to have to pay. In fact, uh, we uh, just the other day closed uh, on uh, one of Connor's friends. We helped buy his first house. And uh, the settlement attorney that uh, we were using from one of my offices um, actually had estimated the, the costs, out-of-pocket costs. And uh, when we were actually at the closing table, he ended up being only $54 off, which, uh, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty extraordinary. All right, so that's out-of-pocket costs. Now, the second thing we want to talk about is long-term returns. So um, why do you own real estate? Uh, why are you thinking about owning real estate? There really is only one primary reason, and that is you're looking for a long-term um, long term investment that is going to gain your wealth long term. So, uh, so let's talk about the long term uh, differences between single family and multifamily. So long term, uh, both, both sets, whether or not you buy multi-unit or single family rentals, both have good returns when they're done right. So pretty much they can be held equal in the long term. Um, 
keeping that you do everything correctly at both sides. However, there are some differences uh, in the type of cash flow or, or the type of returns you're going to get uh, between single family and multifamily. Uh, for instance, multifamily will have a lot more cash flow. There's just going to be generically more units, so there's going to be more rents coming in. You're still going to be paying a single mortgage, and therefore you're going to have a lot more monthly cash flow coming in. So as we talked about in the previous section for out-of-pocket costs, you'll pay more up front, but you'll also get more cash flow because there will be more people running there. Also, one thing to keep into account, uh, also sometimes owners skip over this. If your single family rental is vacant, that unit has 100% vacancy rate. However, if you have a four unit multifamily property and only one unit is vacant, you'll have a 25% vacancy rate. So um, vacancy is not as big of an issue uh, the more units you get. Now, vacancy for that single unit might be the exact same as a single family vacancy, but your overall vacancy is much less in multifamily, so your overall cash flow stays higher and your retenanting fees and, and however your property manager or landlord or however you decide uh, to be compensated for tenanting a property or turning over the lease or doing property turnover is less expensive, right? Because you have, you, you have less vacancy generically. Uh, another thing uh, is be careful, as we talked about, if multifamily units are not separately metered. You really, uh, in Delaware at least, you really can't transfer that cost if it's not separately metered. And we've seen tenants do some weird things, um, especially if you're providing them with washer and dryers, where um, it seems like the entire city block's wash is getting done in your property on your water because they have free water and a uh, washer and dryer to do that with. So we've actually seen that. Uh, in, in some properties. Uh, so that's something to be careful of. You know, if something turns out being free, it'll just get used more and more and more, and that'll become a much greater cost. Another thing to keep uh, in the long term is if you're, if you're buying real estate for the appreciation, single family rentals will generically have more appreciation. And that is because a single family rental has much more demand, right? So an investor wants to buy a single family rental, uh, first-time home buyer, second-time home buyer, uh, and also lease to owners, so renters that would like to own the house they lease, um, will all want a single-family home. However, the only type of person that is going to want a multifamily is an investor. No one wants to buy a multifamily to live in it themselves unless they're trying to rent out the other units as well. So an investor is, is, is going to be the only type of person that is going to buy a multifamily unit, so there's less demand. So really also, multifamilies are generically valued based upon their uh, the the uh, quality of the property and the amount of rent they bring in, whereas a single family rental is valued by demand. So appreciation will be higher because demand is going to go up in a certain area. Uh, maybe you have more job growth, or maybe there's just less housing. Uh, but there's more demand for single fa single family rentals, and so your appreciation is going to be much higher. Yeah, that's true. So um so here at uh, you know the landlords resource, uh, we educate and empower landlords, and uh, one of the most common uh, questions that we get are one of the, one of the most common uh, apprehensions apprehensions of um, brand new landlords or or folks like yourself thinking of becoming a landlord uh, is how difficult is it going to be to maintain my property and as part of that uh, is manage my property. Nobody wants to get an investment property and become a landlord and walk into a difficult or a nightmare situation. Every yeah potential landlord wants to have a positive situation. And uh, you know there are many landlords that the only reason they exit landlording 
uh, is because it becomes very challenging and the challenge of it overwhelms um, the reason that they originally got into landlording. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about yeah. what is the difficulty in maintaining a single family versus a multifamily. So difficulty to maintain uh, when trying to factor in what type of property you should buy really only comes into play when you're planning on managing the, re the rental unit yourself. So if you're hiring a property manager, uh, you're not going to have to deal with it, whether it's a single, fa single family rental, whether it's multifamily, if you have a property manager that you work with, you're not going to have to deal with the issues at three in the morning when a tenant calls you because the water's leaking. Your property manager is going to handle that. However, this comes into play if you are trying to manage it yourself. So things to think about if you're trying to manage it yourself. A multifamily unit will have more rent, but you have more tenants. And more tenants will be, as I said, as I said earlier, more tenants is a lot more maintenance. So you're going to be dealing with a lot more maintenance and you're going to be dealing with a lot more tenants because actually communicating with tenants on a regular basis is a very time consuming task. A lot of what we do uh, here at Swan Property Management is communicate effectively with our tenants very often. So we want to we want to touch every tenant, uh, whether it's email or phone call or uh, in person and inspection or have one of our maintenance guys go talk with them to do a maintenance thing. Every week, we want to have a, a communication with a tenant. If we don't hear from a tenant in a while, um, that, that kind of gives us a little pause, especially if it's a, a property that might need more maintenance than a brand new property. Uh, so you're going to be doing a lot more communication. You're going to be doing a lot more maintenance. Uh, and you all, one thing to think about, if you don't hire a property manager, you're going to have to do the showings yourself. Um, I always state that if a property management company does one thing well, and that one thing is put a tenant in a property, whether it, whether it's the best tenant and they put the best tenant in there quickly. If the property manager does that very well, that's a great property manager. You make all of your money when you tenant the property correctly. Now, if you're a property man, if you're if you're managing this property by yourself, you might not have access to the professional property management software, so you might not be able to screen the tenant as effectively. And keep in mind, you'll have to be doing all of the showings yourself. Now, you can hire property management companies, and we actually do it for a couple people, where they'll tenant, they'll just tenant the property, and then when the tenant is put in the property and the, the security deposit is then um, disposed to yourself and you just pay the landlord to tenant the property and then you take over management. People do offer that, we offer that. Honestly, I think it's one of our best services because the hardest thing to do is tenant a property correctly. Uh, so you're actually, if, if you're not gonna do that, you're gonna have to show the properties yourself. That can require, if you, especially if you have a full-time job like many investors do, you're gonna have to negotiate, um, navigate around your schedule, around the prospective tenant schedule. Sometimes it won't match up. It's just generically a, a large headache, especially the more units you add on. If you're not gonna have a property manager show it, you're just gonna get more, more and more headache. Uh, so that's also something to think, to think about when, uh, when trying to figure out how difficult it's gonna be to maintain the property that, you, that you're thinking you're gonna buy. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, in general, uh, you know, it's the finding the tenants, uh, it's dealing with uh, difficult tenants, and it's managing maintenance, especially getting those maintenance calls, you know, at 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and often, you know, they're very emergent dealing with water. Those are really the three big things. And so uh, clearly to get a great tenant in the first place, to be able to work with that tenant so they keep up your property is great. Uh, and then to be able to not have maintenance headaches uh, is, is great. But it's a very important area to think about because um, nobody wants to get into a situation where their investment property is a headache. 
Um, all right, so um, so we have a couple of things we want to talk about that we kind of put put uh, in a section. We're going to call intangibles, and uh, these are things that um, are important for you to consider, uh, and we're kind of lumping them together. Yeah. So intangibles, uh, we just want to touch on things like the quality of runner, uh, the pers- uh, the tax implications, um, and generically. Uh, just the quality um, of of home you're gonna get, um, and how easy or how difficult it'll be to deal with the property. The first, um, for tax implications, for appreciation, depreciation, 1031 exchanges, for multifamily and single family, especially if you're below that five unit cap, they're gonna be about the same. Um, so long term tax implications, there isn't really a huge difference. The biggest thing in my mind that I see between a single family rental, especially your larger single family rentals, where you're going to have a whole family move in versus a multi-unit, is you're going to get a high quality renter. So every tenant that we have placed in a single family rental that is more private, it's a little larger, whole family moves in, um, it's generically a higher quality tenant. They're going to treat the property a little better because they feel like it's more their home. Uh, Sometimes they handle problems themselves, they don't give us a call. They usually pay rent more on time uh, because they're more um, organized, in, in my mind, uh, just a little more organized if it's a whole family moving in there. So you're going to generically have a better better tenant in a single family rental, which leads to a lot of um, a, a, a much better financial situation in some cases. Uh, another thing to think about, single family rental has less turnover. So I touched on the family unit moving into a single family rental. Maybe that's a contributor as to why single family rentals have less turnover. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's that higher rents are a bigger commitment. And so if someone commits to a higher rent at a single family rental, they're gonna stay there much longer because it's much harder to move out um, all of those. It's much harder to move when you have more things to move. Maybe that's just a, maybe that's the reason why. Um, it also, uh, one thing to think about, it is easier to exit a single family rental. And then we talk about that. By exit, I mean, uh, liquidate the asset. So if you're an owner of a single family rental, uh, you can go through conventional routes like selling to uh, with a realtor to another home buyer. Um, once you um, buy out or, or once that lease ends, you can also sell to lease to owners like I talked about earlier, and you can sell to investors. It's generically much easier to exit um, a single family rental to liquidate that asset than it is multifamily. Um, and that goes back to a little bit of demand and a little bit of the, the prices and the types of um, organizations you're dealing with in a multifamily versus a single family rental, it's usually easier to exit, much easier to exit. Both, uh, as I talked <clears throat> on tax implications earlier, both have 1031 exchange status, if you know what that is, um, where you can just chain flip um, for a lot of uh, tax benefits, properties into one another. Both both will have that status um, more most often. Uh, and we touched on earlier that a single family rental valuation is based on supply and demand, where a multifamily um, evaluation is based upon the overall condition of the rental, including the rents. This means that multifamily has much more control over its price, and that's why uh, there's more appreciation and as a result, also a possibility of more depreciation in a single family rental. Uh, Multifamily, if you keep the rents steady, if you keep the property well-maintained, the value of that property is gonna stay more equal, uh, more more close to the same, there's not gonna be a lot of deviation. It's gonna be a pretty consistent, uh, stable asset. We, um, yesterday actually, uh, Connor and I went and um, and we looked at a single family investment property and um, 
and you actually put an offer on that property today, matter of fact. Yeah. But um, but in our own process, just to kind of illustrate that, you know, we went and we looked at the neighborhood, we looked at the home, uh, we looked at what kind of, in this case, single family, what kind of family would live in this home, in this neighborhood, at this rent price point. And uh, asking those questions is very important to us because we can envision down the road, the home's all fixed up, but but what is the quality of the tenant that is going to live in that house in that community? And, and that's a game changer for us. Because if I had to say one thing, <clears throat> I know we've said it a couple times here, um, at the end of the day, um, the quality of the tenant uh, can mean um, everything in a rental property. Um, okay, so I am a potential landlord. I'm listening to this. I'm not a landlord yet. I want to be a landlord. I'm going to dip my toe in and buy my first investment property. Given everything that we've said, what should I buy? Uh, first, I would always consult a professional. Whether or not that means working with property managers like ourselves, we'll, we'll, we'll help you buy the property, or whether or not that's working with a real estate agent because you'd like to manage it yourself. Maybe you work with the real estate attorney. Maybe you work with the mortgage company. Whoever it is, whoever you have a good, good trusting relationship with, always consult a professional. Um, they'll be able to help you out. Um, and really, what should you buy comes down to uh, what financial situations you are and what kind of situation you would like to move into. So if you have more money to spend but less time, maybe you're going to opt for a multifamily uh, unit. Maybe you're going to move up above that four-unit uh, commercial cap. Uh, maybe you'll go into five or buy a much, much larger property, whereas maybe if you don't have that amount of capital to spend. You just want to start with a small single family rental, dip your toe in the water, figure out what it's like to manage a property. Uh, it really just depends upon your situation, what, what you want to do. Um, take into account the difficulty to maintain that we talked about earlier. Um, it really is a difficult job to communicate with tenants and to be a property manager in general. So sometimes uh, it'd be very hard to start with four or five units if you've never done it before. Uh, so I would take that into account. And also, keep in mind when buying these properties, what kind of return you want. Maybe you need the cash flow to live on. Maybe you need the cash flow from a multi-unit to support the lifestyle you want to live. Or maybe um, you're, you're young, you don't need the cash flow, but you'd like the long-term wealth because you want to retire before you're 50. When you're, maybe you want to retire when you're 45. Maybe the best thing to do then is to just keep buying single-family rentals because, like I said, appreciation is much bigger in uh, single-family rentals. Uh, and you also get more stable, uh, more productive renters um, generically than in a multifamily. Whereas in a multifamily, you'll get more rent, so you'll have much more monthly cash flow to deal with, uh, but you also have more headaches if you'd like to do it yourself. All, take all those things to, into account. Remember, always consult a professional. Always ask questions. Um, don't be afraid to speak out. If you'd like to reach out to us personally to ask some questions, we can give you advice from a Delawarean perspective because that's where we operate. Uh, but we, uh, we've been, I've been an investor for over five years now, uh, and uh, we've helped a lot of investors buy homes. We've helped a lot of people buy homes that aren't investors. Uh, so we could give you some advice if you're looking for some, or we could point you in the right direction, show you who to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us directly if you, if you have any questions. What's the easiest way for them to do that? Uh, if you'd like to reach out, just uh, email me personally, Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R at swamrealty.com or just fill out a contact form on our website and one of our real estate professionals will get in contact with you. 
All right. Well, uh, so glad that you're able to join us today. We look forward to seeing you on our next show. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us. It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.